How's it going, everyone? My name is Omaha Joe. Welcome to DFS Coach Talk, where we break down the Week 16 NFL DFS Thursday night football game between the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. As you see right now, it's just me on the podcast today. Um, Andrew will be giving out lineups for the Thursday night football slate. However, he's not on the podcast because Week 15 NFL was an absolute doozy with how many games were postponed, moved to Monday, moved to Tuesday. Um, and whatnot. He has been going tirelessly uh, with all of those single game showdowns um, and the NBA as well. So giving Andrew a break, I'll be taking this one on for him um, over the holidays. But like I said, he'll be giving out the lineups um, and interacting on our Twitter and YouTube. We give out full FanDuel and Yahoo lineups and a DraftKings clipboard to our members for every slate. Um, we record podcasts every day for NBA and NFL. We cover the main slates, the single game showdowns, Everything in between. And we just had an awesome night. Um, one of our members, B. Jordan, had a $4,000 winner um, in our NBA GPP. We had wins across the board for the Tuesday main slate uh, between the Eagles and um, the Washington football team and the Rams and the Seahawks. So we're just excited to jump into this one. Um, let's get into it. So we have the 49ers versus the Tennessee Titans um, on Thursday Night Football. It Right... On the cups of cups of week 16, it seems like we just ended with week 15. Um, this is Wednesday morning when I'm recording this. Um, it is a 44 and a half over under for the game with a three and a half spread to San Francisco. 49ers played Atlanta in week 15, came out with a win. Um, the Titans squeaked by the Steelers as well. Um, the Steelers been a disappointment as their defense was supposed to be top of the league. Um, but we'll start on the way team. Uh, the 49ers moving out to, to the Tennessee national area to take on the Titans. Um, in that last game, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, QB for the 49ers, he went 18 of 23 for 235 yards and a touchdown to post a 123.7 rating against Atlanta. Jimmy completed passes to seven different receivers, targeted eight different receivers, and 11 of San Francisco's first downs of the 23 came through the air. Jimmy Garoppolo looked really quick, really decisive um, last week versus Atlanta. And that's, you know, to almost be a little expected because Atlanta doesn't really have or pose a tough pass defense for the San Francisco 49ers. But Jimmy's looked good in the past five to six, five to six games. He's actually completed 65% of his passes in each of the last six games. Um, and he has a completion percentage over 70 um, in three of those of those weeks. So he's been looking really good. Um, he actually leads all NFL quarterbacks with eight and a half yards per attempt, uh, which is funny because he came out in the media to say he doesn't care about those stats. Um, he just cares about the bottom line. But of course, from a DFS perspective, um, you know, we care a bit. On FanDuel, he's actually 1K cheaper than the, than the quarterback on the other side, um, Ryan Tannehill. And I actually really like Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. So um, the Tennessee Titans do have a pretty stingy defense. They kept Ben Roethlisberger in check um, in the pass and then on the run versus Najee Harris, which we'll get into. Um, but the O-line for the San Francisco 49ers is really solid. They didn't allow any sacks and only three QB hits um, last week. On the Tennessee side, Bud Dupree is back for the Titans, and he's been their best um, – Lyman at getting to the quarterback. So I have to imagine a little bit more pressure. But like I said, Jimmy G's been looking really good in the past five to six weeks. Um, this is an important game for them. Um, they're eight and six. Looking in 
right at the playoff picture. So, you know, it's it's an important week for them. I think Jimmy G does come out firing. Um, they're going to have the ball for a good majority of this game, mainly because I don't have much trust in the Tennessee Titans offense to keep the ball for that long. Um, the Titans defense has been good. Um, they're ninth. Um, or actually eighth against against the pass um, as a pass defense. So you never know. But the reason that everyone was on Deontay Johnson last week uh, when the Steelers were playing the Titans is because the Titans are susceptible to short passes underneath. Um, and that's where they mainly look at. So everyone's like, okay, Deontay Johnson could have a Cooper Cup style week, um, could really go off. Um, and the, that holds true for this one as well. Um, so although Jimmy G is targeting a lot downfield, they're not bombs. They're just 10-yard routes because um, Debo Samuel and the rest of the passing core are so quick to get out there. So I like Jimmy G, especially for his price, um, being only 14K, where you have a guy like Tannehill who's 15K. Um, speaking on those pass catchers, Brandon Ayuk uh, was a bust in Week 15. He caught just one of two targets for 36 yards, um, despite – running a route on 100% of Jimmy G's dropbacks. Um, so I would chalk that up to just be a poor performance based off of the pass share. Um, Brandon Ayuk is one of the 49ers' top three playmakers. You have Debo Samuel, you have George Kittle. Um, and often one of those is left out of the fantasy scoring just because of how run-heavy the 49ers' offense is and um, just the amount of fantasy points to go around. So I actually just think Ayuk was left on the outside of that on the outside of that one, um, Brandon Ayuk has been getting more targets um, since the 49ers have gone on this winning streak. Um, chalks it up to practice. He just performed better in practice, gets a better understanding of what Shanahan and the coaching staff wants of him. Um, and I just think last last week was a little bit of a fluke. Um, being so, I think his ownership is going to actually go quite a bit down um, for this single game. And I think Brandon Ayuk is a fantastic value and sneaky um, ownership play for you and your DFS lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, now, Debo Samuel, he is the versatile threat for this 49ers offense. Um, he's had seven rushing touchdowns this year, which is tied um, for an all-time record, season-long record of wide receivers. Um, in the last game against Atlanta, Debo had six attempts rushing for 29 yards and a touchdown, um, and he had four catches for 60 yards in the air. They really look at it to him in the red zone for rushing and passing. And just because of that, he's such a threat. Um, he has an insane yards per reception rate of 17.8 yards. So you have to imagine he's going to be involved. I mean, he really, he's posting a 30% plus target share. I don't know how you don't go to Debo Samuel. And I think FanDuel pricing thinks the same way because he's 14 and a half K. He's $500 more expensive than Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's an expensive stack, obviously, to go Jimmy and Debo Samuel. I think you can go Jimmy and Ayuk. Um, I still think you can you can go Jimmy and Debo Samuel and get to some value guys on the Tennessee side. Um, but I think both are squarely in play. Um, the pass defense for the Titans is worse than the run defense. Um, and the 49ers, how, they, how they're going to be able to push the ball off the field. I think it's on some short routes. I don't think they're going to be able to run as easily. Um, so that, that's kind of where I see the game going. Um, the third wide receiver in the room is Juwan Jennings, um, who's had a couple of targets um, here and there, but he's not much of a threat in the offense. Like I said, there's just some three or four core key guys that are that are the offensive threats for San Francisco, um, and Juwan Jennings is going to be left out of that group. Um, final pass catcher is obviously George Kittle, um, who's been on an absolute tear. Um, he's 
has 425 yards, three touchdowns on 28 receptions in the last three weeks, and he's absolutely dominant. Um, the Titans, um, they actually give up the fourth fewest yards to tight ends and have only allowed three scores to tight ends um, overall this season. So they're really good against the tight ends as well. Um, so although I think George Kittle is an absolute monster and he's definitely going to be in the player pool, he's not a priority for me to get to. I'd rather get to those two other receivers. Um, again, I really could see Kittle breaking out, but just how the tight, how the Tennessee Titans have played against the tight end position. Granted, Kittle's probably going to be one of the tougher matchups of the year. Um, I think he's playable, a little expensive. Um, I would prefer – I still would prefer a Debo Samuel stack um, compared to a Kittle. But with the pieces you want to get on their side, and because Debo Samuel is so expensive, I can definitely see you going to a Kittle stack. Just know that, you know, the times have been getting against the tight end – um, you know, Kittle was a little fluctuating at the start of the season. He's been on a real tear, just short week, uh, which really impacts that. So, yeah, I think Debo Samuel for the usage perspective um, in the matchup, uh, like I said, you, you can't go wrong getting to Kittle because of how he's been playing, um, but I'm not an absolute priority. Uh, for the running backs, for the 49ers, uh, Eli Mitchell was a non-participant in Monday's practice. Uh, with a knee injury, and I don't expect him to play um, in this one. I think because of a short week, he doesn't play. If it was a longer week, um, I definitely think he'd be out there on like a regular Sunday. Um, but because of the Thursday turnaround, I don't imagine him getting out there. Um, and Tennessee has the NFL's second best rushing defense through 14, um, 15 games this year. They've allowed just 86.9 yards on the ground, which is just one yard short of the best running defense, which is Baltimore. Um, Get this, they've allowed 43 yards over the last two weeks um, to Jacksonville and to um, the Steelers with Najee Harris. And Najee Harris has been a monster for usage, but his actual yards per carry is not top tier. So that's honestly not overall um, surprising that he didn't have a great game. But, I mean, 12 yards um, is something you can't scoff at uh, with how good that run defense is. Um, so... I think it really is a battle of two strengths. The Titans' strength is their running defense, and the 49ers' strength is their rushing def- their rushing offense. Um, the 49ers' O-line is really strong. That's how they've been, been able to protect Jimmy G and allow the 49ers to have a great run offense. Um, Eli Mitchell was out there for a while. I mean, you've had just a, a revolving door of running backs for the 49ers. You had Trey Sermon. Then you had Raheem Mostert. Then you have Eli Mitchell. Then Jeff Wilson. Then Jamichael Hasty. Um, and now the fi- now the fullback uh, Kyle Kyle um, Use Use Check Juice Check. Um, they call him Juice, so we'll, we'll call him Kyle Juice for the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah, so it's just it's been a lot of different running backs for the 49ers. Um, Jeff Wilson had 88% of the snaps last game versus the Falcons. Um, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. He looked really good. But he has been a fluctuating boomer bust kind of candidate throughout. Um, so being that the 49ers just love to run the ball, I think Jeff Wilson is a GPP play for me. But he's not a priority just because of how good the Tennessee Titans run defense is and how they've been stopping. Um, and I think the 49ers will recognize that and do some short passes to those to those pass catchers, Samuel Ayuk and Kittle, if he gets open. Um, you have Jermichael Hasty, who's the passing ca- passing back, 
uh, for the 49ers, and he's a very sneaky GPP. That would be like a risky GPP play on DraftKings where, you know, you have the extra guy to fit in. I don't know if I get to hasty on FanDuel uh, with picking only five guys, but if you have six guys on DraftKings and you want to pay up a little bit, I think that's where Jermichael Hasty comes in. Um, and then you have Kyle Juice, who had his first rushing touchdown of the year on one rushing attempt last week um, against the Falcons, um, the fullback. So, I mean, he's just not in play, um, but credit to him because that's, you know, pretty great to have your first rushing TD of the year. Um, maybe being a short week, he gets a little more snaps and he, instead of one rushing attempt, he gets two. But um, I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket. Um, I would consider the running backs a GPP play. Um, prime more on DraftKings to get to, um, and then rather focus on the pass catches, pass catches for San Francisco. We'll pause there before we get to the Titans. Um, Want to give you guys the breakdown on how to join us, um, get in on the winnings, and get in on our lineups. You can go to dfscoachtalk.com. Um, check us out there. We have obviously podcasts on YouTube and Spotify, um, and anywhere we're able to listen to podcasts. Um, when you join our Discord, you are able to talk to all of us pros. Um, get the inside knowledge with our presenting sponsor PFF um, and those type of statistics. And you get to chat with us um, and chat with the community. Um, like I said, we give full FanDuel lineups, full DraftKings lineups um, and Yahoo lineups. Um, let me correct myself. We give a full DraftKings clipboard um, and full Yahoo lineups uh, for all sports. When you join, it's not just one sport you're getting. You get NBA, NFL, you know, PGA and MLB um, as they come and go. Um, and if you're listening to us on YouTube, please drop a like and subscribe. Um, that kind of interaction is what we love. We do it for y'all. Keep this in front of the paywall. Um, and talking to you guys is amazing. You guys give great insights to us. And likewise, we just love to hear the feedback of what you think and how you found us. So feel free to comment and follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk as well. Perfect. All right, great. Guys, we'll jump into the Tennessee Titans. Um, side of the ball um, at the helmy of Ryan Tannehill. Um, the 49ers defense has actually allowed on average about 263 passing yards over the last four games to tight end, sorry, to quarterbacks. However, Tannehill is trying to do a lot more with less offensive players. Um, he has not thrown for over 200 yards in each of the last three weeks, which doesn't help his case. Um, he does have back-to-back -back games with rushing scores, um, and has seven rushing touchdowns on the season. And that kind of chalks up to the weapons that he has out there. He looks downfield, doesn't see him, and he just runs it in, in the red zone. Um, so, yeah, the 49ers pass defense really is in top tier. Um, the 49ers have allowed seven passing touchdowns over the stretch, um, in addition to allowing four rushing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks um, on the season. So it does line up nicely for Ryan Tannehill, so you got to give him a nod. But like I said, um, they've been having consistent turnovers. He only threw for 157 yards versus um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He actually got sacked four times last week. Um, and the 49ers, of course, you have Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, on the other side. I think he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. The Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans offensive line is 28th um, in allowing pressure to their QBs. So, I think this is a messy, messy game for Ryan Tannehill. He's not a priority for me for me to get to. Of course, he's the QB. He has um, the highest floor and the high, highest ceiling. So in a cash game, um, I definitely could see how you could go there. In a GPP, there is a sneaky stack you can get to. Um, 
but that's risky. Like I said, um, I just don't know how the Tennessee Titans are going to move the ball all too much. Um, they could move it in the in the passing game because I think the 49ers running defense is a lot better um, than their pass defense. But there's going to be a lot of pressure to Ryan Tannehill. I expect some sacks, maybe a forced fumble there as well. Um, so it's just it's just scary to get to. Um, and with his track record over the last three games, not throwing over 200 yards um, against Jacksonville, you know, one of those teams and the Steelers have been able to get beat pretty easily through there as well. Um, I think it's just a hard time to get to the Tennessee Titans, um, and specifically Ryan Tannehill, who's the priciest guy on FanDuel, and feel confident doing it. The bright spot for the Tennessee Titans is A.J. Brown is expected to be back, um, or at least he's a probably will play. Um, he returned to practice Tuesday. So I I think that's the sneaky stack. GPP for sure is to go Tannehill and Brown and stack it up that way. Um, because the 49ers are 26th um, in, in the pass defense, um, Gage, Russell Gage for the Falcons had eight receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown versus San Francisco. So they give up, they give up big plays. The 49ers corner, cornerbacks are really not that strong. So that's why I think Tannehill and Brown could get it done um, just with Brown being back and how physical of a guy he is. Um, Julio Jones uh, re-injured his hamstring in the last game, you know, after working his way back. And technically right now he is questionable, but he didn't practice Tuesday. And I really don't expect him to be out there for the Thursday night football game. So the next two guys up would be Westbrook Akini. And Chester Rogers. Uh, Westbrook had four catches for 32 yards versus Pitt, um, and Rogers had four receptions for 30 yards. Uh, Westbrook is seven and a half K on FanDuel, so as a second option, it's really not too bad. Um, if you're going to stack up heavy on the San Francisco side and you need some value um, between him and Rogers, I would go with Westbrook um, because AJ Brown's coming back. I think Chester Rogers slips a little bit further down on the depth chart. Um, so I think Westbrook would be a, as a second option in the passing game. Definitely a plus, um, especially at a price point of seven and a half K. So I don't mind putting him in there. Um, the tight ends for the Tennessee Titans are Swaim, Pruitt, and Ferkser. Um, All are healthy, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer. And they all split targets this last week. Um, so it's difficult to trust any of these guys, you know, minus the obvious value. They're all seven K and below uh, on FanDuel and Ferkser has seen more involvement in the past weeks and just how he, from an eye test, running routes, not just blocking. So I think Ferkser would be the one tight end I would like to go to on the Tennessee side if I were to go there. Um, I mean, Cal Pitts went seven for 77 um, against the defense, or sorry, four for 77 on seven targets against the 49ers. So they're susceptible to the position. Um, and I think with some quick throws, you can definitely see Ferkser. So I would say Westbrook, Ferkser, they're the GPP value plays uh, for the Tennessee Titans where Tannehill and Brown would be those pay-up options. Um, obviously, probably going to fade Chester Rogers. Honestly, I'm probably going to fade the tight end position as well, uh, but you never know. It really depends on my lineup build. Right now, how I'm thinking about it, I think I'm probably going to stack up on the 49ers side um, and then go to a couple value guys on the Tennessee side. Um, we'll talk about the running backs. You have Foreman and Hilliard. Um, the 49ers actually did really well against the Atlanta running game. Atlanta only had 23 carries for 62 yards. Um, and Cordell Patterson has proven that he's specifically not one to be stopped or stopped very easily. Um, and Foreman actually did really well against the 49ers, 
Foreman had 22 carries for 108 yards versus the Steelers. Um, Hilliard had nine carries for 49 yards versus Pittsburgh. So Foreman's been the main guy. Um, it's a timeshare. They both get snaps. Um, you know, it's not a bell cow roll. Um, so I actually think Foreman and Hilliard are both in play. Um, if I had to go to one, I would go to Foreman. Um, I really do think it just depends on how you want to set your lineup here. I personally, I really trust the San Francisco 49ers defense. Um, I don't trust the Tennessee Titans O-line, which hurts Tannehill. It hurts the running game. Um, the upside is A.J. Brown is such a freak, and if he comes back, he can really do it because he's the really the, the first weapon Tannehill has had in a while. Um, the Titans as well, they're all splitting targets, so you're almost a dart throw to which one you think um, could end up with it um, or end up with the touchdown. Again, my guess would be Ferkser. Um, and then Westbrook Akinney, he's the GPP play. Um, he gets enough targets that he's going to, you know, you're squeezing him into your lineup. You're at least going to get some production out of him. Um, and then, like I said, Chester Rogers probably drops down a bit with A.J. Brown coming with, coming back, um, playing a similar snap share and where they're lining up pre-snap. So that's the breakdown I have um, on DraftKings. I think the 49ers defense is a is a good play. Um, obviously, Vandal, you don't play out of defense. But, um, yeah, I think the San Francisco 49ers – to recap, you got Jimmy G, D-Bill, Ayuk, all really strong plays. Um, Kittle, a little more hesitant on, probably more than most people will be. Um, and then the running backs are definitely in play. More of a GPP, but that's mainly just because um, the 49ers just run the ball so much. Um, and Michael Hasey would make a good play on the DraftKings, um, where you can fit in one more guy, you know, for a cheaper option. So um, finally, unfortunately, Andrew's not here for us to talk kickers. Um, but between Bullock and Gold, um, I would love to hear Andrew's take. Um, you know, maybe we put Andrew's kicker take out there on Twitter. Um, but I'm more on the Bullock side um, from a kicker's perspective, mainly because I think the Tennessee's going to be playing from behind. Um, and to keep it close, I think it's going to rely on kicking some key field goals. Um, I don't think they're going to be really able to move it so quickly down the field that I think. Bullock could be in really good field goal position. Um, he's been good this season. I think Gold and him probably line up, you know, in the same and about accuracy. So there's no real edge either way. Um, but if I had to choose one, I would say Bullock um, because of just how they're going to be playing in the game. Um, and we'll release Andrew's kicker take out there on Twitter as well uh, for everyone to hear. So that's that's the Omaha Joe breakdown on the Thursday night fantasy football game. Um, between the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. As always, go check us out at DFSCoachTalk.com. You know, share the love on the podcast, uh, wherever you're viewing or listening. We'll be happy to respond to you there. Go follow us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Uh, that's where we give insights um, and some top plays and picks um, before the game, closer to lock. Um, but obviously the best news you're going to get is when you join our Discord. So on behalf of all of us at DFS Coach Talk um, and on behalf of our presenting sponsors of PFF, BetUS, hope you can join us as we look to crush it in DFS. Take care, everyone.